It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Episode two is presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Love them because they've got that promo code, Podcast One, that gets you a 50% sign up bonus today. So fantasy football isn't going great for you. You can bet on some of these college bowl games. You can bet on the rest of the NFL season. If fantasy's over, now might be a good time to get into a little wagering. Use that promo code PODCAST1 at betonline.ag. He's Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. All right, Joe, let's start episode number two with the Vikings at the Chargers. Curious to get your thoughts on this one. We'll start with the Vikes. Well, uh, Dalvin Cook, if you played him last week, he came through for you. And that's what's important. Uh, that's what we wanted to see. Uh, it wasn't a huge game. And as we predicted, they were going to, they blew out the lines and were able to give Alexander Madison a little more run in the second half. Don't know if that's going to be possible, but I think you can be very confident in Dalvin Cook right now. Um, he said he got through the game healthy. Fire him back up as a wide, as a running back one. The Chargers are a tougher matchup, though, uh, for the quarterback here. Kirk Cousins, probably more of a, of a QB, two. The Chargers have been, uh, have been overall a pretty damn good defense uh, uh, against quarterbacks. They, I mean, they really, well, we'll get into the Jaguars, but they got after Gardner Minshew last week. Um, so not a great matchup for Kirk Cousins going out to the West Coast. Stephon Diggs, you have to play as a wide receiver, too, uh, for sure. Um, uh, unfortunately, we still don't really know about Adam Thielen. Apparently, he's getting closer. If you play Adam Thielen this week, I mean, good luck. What's What could happen with the hamstring? I, I consider him more of a wide receiver three, but this is one of those narrow fantasy teams. Oh, by the way, Kyle Rudolph was a big disappointment last week, catching just two passes. I don't feel great about him. He's a guy you plug in there and really hope he scores a touchdown. Other than that, I mean, it's a, it's really – it's Cousins as a QB, two. You have to play Diggs. You have to play Cook. We got to see about Thielen. Uh, this is a good Vikings team that overall has been kind of a disappointment for fantasy with the exception of Cook and Cousins this year. Um, what about on the other side, the Chargers? Your guy Eckler, man. He's unbelievable. Uh, they figured out how to use these guys, uh, both of them. If you have both Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, you have to play both of them. I mean, they they just do different things. Uh, I mean, going for over like 200 yards from scrimmage on nine touches is ridiculous. That's Tecmo Bo Jackson stuff. It's it's absurd what he did last week. A four for 112 and a touchdown receiving. Uh, eight for 101 rushing. So, excuse me. He had 213 yards on 12 touches, which s- severely dampens the accomplishment. But Melvin Gordon got in the end zone. Uh, he caught five passes. It was good to see Mike Williams get in the end zone. So in uh, in, in week number uh, 14, we had two receivers who were on pace for over 1,000 receiving yards who had not scored a touchdown. That has never happened, by the way, in NFL history. Uh, 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 somebody who had over 1,000 receiving yards without a receiving touchdown, both of them scored a receiving touchdown in week 14, that being Mike Williams and Robert Woods. So both of those guys got in the end zone. 
good to see that. Um, I actually like Mike Williams because he can get down the field, and I don't think these Viking corners can run. So I like him as a high-volatility wide receiver three. I think you roll with Keenan Allen. Um, Phillip Rivers, uh, unfortunately, that was his best fantasy game of the year, and it was a great game for him. But I'm not yet trusting him for fantasy against Minnesota. I think this is a team that has uh, – he played last week against a Jaguars team that I feel like has quit. So I like his receivers. Williams as a wide receiver three, Allen as a wide receiver two, and I obviously love Hunter Henry as a top six type of tight end. And I love his running backs, um, uh, but unfortunately, Phillip Rivers, I just uh, – I don't, I don't trust him enough to play him in, in this spot. Got it. Okay, what about, you mentioned them earlier, it's the Jaguars at the Raiders. The Jaguars have quit. They have utterly quit on defense. Now, I don't know if the Raiders can take advantage of that because they don't have a whole lot offensively. The, the, the key thing to keep in mind here is what is going on in the Raider backfield. Josh Jacobs, obviously, he had been playing through the pain. He just couldn't do it with that shoulder last week because if he can't go, I mean, DeAndre Washington, who was the lead back for Oakland, this is the matchup. We were just talking about what Austin Eckler did. I mean, this is a this is a defense that just gave up nearly 300 yards from scrimmage. Matter of fact, it might have been over 300 yards from scrimmage to the Charger running backs last week. It was over 300 yards. Um, so DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard, I prefer Washington. I think you can use Richard in PPR. I mean, this is the matchup for running backs. And if Josh Jacobs goes, I kind of have to suck it up and play him because it's an amazing matchup. Uh, Tyrell Williams, I would love to say fire him up with confidence, but he is clearly not 100% as he's playing through that foot sprain. Um, he is a low-end wide receiver three who has complete goose egg potential. But I do really like the spot for one guy here for Oakland, Darren Waller. Foster Moreau is out for the season after his knee injury, the backup tight end. Darren Waller has started to come alive. He had six for 73 on six targets last week against the Titans. I think this could be a potentially huge game with 10-plus targets for Darren Waller. I love him for DFS this week. Browns at the Cardinals, and we found out about OBJ's sports hernia late in the week last week, Joe. You kept asking that question. As a guy that played my senior year of college with a sports hernia, I can tell you that's pretty painful, and I would imagine it's even tougher for a skill guy than it was for me as a lineman. One thing I do want to touch on, Ross, before we get into that, um, we have to watch the Jaguars' status on DJ Chark, who has a um, who has his foot in a boot. Um, if he doesn't go, I actually kind of like Chris Conley as a low-end sleeper for Jacksonville at wide receiver, if, 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 if you're daring to trust Minshew. So I do want to bring that up. But uh, getting back to the Browns, well, I'm eliminated in one of my longest-term leagues because Baker Mayfield uh, um, soiled the bed. And Odell Beckham soiled the bed in a glorious matchup against Cincinnati. I don't know what it is, Ross. At least there's some level of explanation. Odell Beckham with the sports hernia, why it doesn't look, why he hasn't taken over a game this year. As Jay Glazer alluded to, maybe Odell just wants out of Cleveland. And I, I don't know what's going on here, but there is no. Well, I mean, it's a great matchup against Arizona, but after it was a great matchup against Cincinnati too. So. I don't know how you can trust Odell Beckham as anything more than a wide receiver three at this point. Baker Mayfield, I'd prefer to sit him down. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, play them all. 
Chubb, Chubb and Hunt. Chubb is a low end RB one. Hunt as a mid range RB two. You can play both of those guys played over sixty percent of the snaps last week. You can play both of them. Jarvis Landry is in your lineup against this Cardinal defense that hemorrhages points out of the slot. And then there is one guy who's a sleeper. David Njoku came off the IR, didn't play 40% of the snaps, had like a bizarre drop fumble thing. I'm not really sure what what you would call it, but it's the Cardinal matchup. And if you want to take a shot on Njoku, he's going to be popular for DFS. It is that matchup that everybody looks to exploit. But Mayfield and Beckham, huge downgrades for me. I, I cannot trust Mayfield Beckham's upside, you might think, is too high. But if you want to bench him, I don't have a problem with it either. Just freaking terrible so far. All right. What about for the Cardinals? What did you see from them against the Steelers? Absolutely nothing, to be completely honest. I thought they were terrible last week. Um, Now, the Browns, I mean, I guess you can say they've kind of quit too. But the Bengals didn't produce a whole lot. Um Tough matchup for Christian Kirk against these corners. Uh, a lot of garbage time production for Christian Kirk last week. He's a wide receiver three. Keep Larry Fitzgerald on your bench. And this is where we're at. David Johnson scored last week, and it was a meaningless fantasy touchdown. Like, at this point, I would have rather Kenyon Drake get that opportunity because Kenyon Drake's the only running back I can really consider here. It's kind of Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, and both of them. Like, Drake's an RB3, and I think Kirk's a wide receiver three. And uh, there's too many other options for me to consider Kyler Murray. This is this might be the worst fantasy team in all of fantasy football right now. Wow. It's that's a, bad, that's a big man. statement. I mean, how it, you can't you can't play Fitz. Uh, Murray's run into a tough schedule here recently. Uh, it's it's really bad. I mean, I, who, who do you trust here? I, I mean, I guess Christian Kirk, but not even that man. It's it's really tough. All right, um, Rams are at the Cowboys. What has gotten into the Los Angeles Rams, Joe? Well, the unfortunate thing, the, the fortunate thing here for the Rams is that they look good offensively. The unfortunate thing for us is they're doing it in a way that we have not seen them. They are playing heavy two tight end sets. I know you're a big Johnny Munt fan, Ross. Well, Johnny Munt played over 70% of the snaps last week against Seattle. Tyler Higby played virtually every snap against Seattle. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup each played under 40% of the snaps. Cup was under 30%. Now, I don't know if that was specific to Seattle. You know, you want to keep them in base. Um, I'm not sure what it was, but it has been working for them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Higby. um, We'll see about Gerald Everett. I wouldn't be surprised to see this continue. Now, the one major beneficiary has been Todd Gurley. He is the guy right now. Uh, He's been up and over 20 touches in, like, I I think four straight games. He actually produced as a receiver last week against Seattle, four for 34. It was kind of a lowercase lowercase Todd uh, Gurley from 2018 type of game, 27 touches. Uh, Excuse me, he's been over 20 touches in three of his last four games. But he's been a major beneficiary. I think they decided, Sean McVay decided these last couple weeks, we need to unlock the run game if we're going to unlock the pass game. Um, And it's kind of worked out. Um, Obviously, we saw Jared Goff throw for over 400 yards against Arizona. He goes for 293 and two touchdowns against Seattle. So Todd Gurley's back on the RB1 radar. All of a sudden, 
Robert Woods has been unlocked the last couple weeks. I mentioned him earlier that he scored his first receiving touchdown of the year. Well, he has been heavily involved. Uh, He's had at least nine targets and six catches in four consecutive games. He is a wide receiver one at this point because Dallas can't stop anybody. Their defense has been abominable. Um, I think you still have to play Cooper Cup. Uh, Even though he was only out there for 30% of the snaps, he caught all four of his targets, scored a touchdown, and actually nearly threw a touchdown pass. So they're still involving him. The one guy who I think is utterly uh, not just benchable, I think is droppable, is Brandon Cooks. And the reason is, He was held catchless in that game against Seattle. He has not gone over 10 fantasy points in a PPR since week four in a game that the Rams scored 40 points. Um, There's a chance he catches a long touchdown every week, but right now you're essentially gambling. The The guy has been useless for fantasy. He has four catches over his last four games. Wow. That's crazy. All right. What about on the other side? the conundrum that is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Dallas and and their fans will tell you this. I I just don't think they're a well-coached team. Um, And it's been consistent. It's been consistent in the Dak Prescott era, whether you want to blame it on Prescott, but it was happening at the end of the Tony Romo era too. When things don't go perfectly for the Cowboys, you know, you get an early injury, maybe a bad call goes against you, or, you know, the defense gives up a big play and they're down 7 nothing. They just collapse. They can't adjust. And, and at some point, that's on Jason Garrett. And it's really hurt Dak Prescott. There was that... There was that kind of fleeting, hey, he should be in the MVP discussion. Well, that's dead now. I mean, uh, they've lost three consecutive games, and Prescott has not played well, particularly well in any of them. Um, He actually threw for 334 last week, but I think like midway through the third quarter, he had like 60-yard passing. So he threw for like 250 yards in the final quarter of that game. Um, The Ram defense did a phenomenal job on Russell Wilson last week. I do not really trust Dak Prescott in this spot. Now, he is at home. It's better that he is at home. He's always been better at home. Um, He's kind of a low-end QB1 when he was a slam-dunk top-five quarterback just about a month ago. Um, So Dak Prescott is a guy uh, who I am – probably a little bit down on just because of the recent trend of play and the coaching trend, quite frankly, for Dallas. You play Ezekiel Elliott because he's going to get nearly 100% of the snaps. You have to play Amari Cooper, though he's going to see Jalen Ramsey, so there's going to be that bad matchup element to this, and Cooper has struggled in bad matchups, and you have to play Michael Gallup. I guess you could take a shot on Randall Cobb, but I consider Prescott a low-end quarterback one, Zeke a high-end RB one, I consider Cooper a wide receiver two and Gallup a wide receiver three this week. The Cowboys' recent trend of play, having lost four of their last five games, is not something I'm exactly inspired by. Let's get to another Sunday afternoon game, the Falcons at the 49ers. Olamide Zacchaeus, does he have to be in everybody's lineup? Uh, No. Uh, I know Calvin Ridley's out for the season, but the guy I'd pivot to is Russell Gage, who had the big game on Thanksgiving. Um, If you want to play one of these guys, unfortunately, it's on the road against San Francisco. And I think San Francisco, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan and the boys, while they played well offensively, are going to be pissed off about what happened to their defense. It's a bad spot for for Atlanta across the board. And uh, I got to say it, he hasn't been like awful. Like, I mean, he hasn't been David Johnson levels of awful. But Julio Jones is not helping your fantasy team right now. 
in a big way. I mean, five for 66, five for 68, six for 91, three for 79, all touchdownless in his last four games. That's somebody you've got to play, but he, I, I, I mean, it's not somebody who's carrying your fantasy team. He's not killing you, but he's not carrying you. He hasn't scored since week three. Now, maybe he gets peppered with targets, and with Richard Sherman being banged up, the matchup is a little bit easier. You have to play him, but Julio has been a big disappointment uh, for fantasy this season. He has over 100 yards in just one of his last six games, and we have to grade Julio on a curve. Uh, just one of his last six, and then just two of his last nine uh, for Julio Jones. He has just four overall this season. Uh, so uh, it's a tough spot for him. Really bad spot uh, for for Devontae Freeman. He had the great matchup against Carolina last week, but I consider him more of a low-end RB2 this week. Matt Ryan's going to be in the QB2 tier. I, uh, I'll be completely frank, Ross. May, Austin Hooper, I think you could take a shot on. Uh, San Francisco has really struggled against tight ends since Quan Alexander went out. They gave up three touchdowns to St. Tight Ends last week, two to Jared Cook, and then when he went out, Josh Hill scored one. Uh, I like Austin Hooper this week, but this is a bad matchup for Atlanta. I'd be really worried for Matt Ryan and company, given how pissed off the 49er defense is going to be about what happened to them last week. Well, what about on the other side, the Niners offensively? Well, they gave the backfield to Raheem Mostert last week. Both Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman played under 20% of the snaps. I understand it's a Tevin Coleman revenge game, but when you look at his numbers recently, I don't know how you can justify playing Tevin Coleman other than the fact that it's a Tevin Coleman revenge game. Tevin Coleman has not topped 40 rushing yards since week number Eight. So it's been really bad for him. The only time he's gone over 10 fantasy points in the last month was when he scored a rushing touchdown against Green Bay. Um, Tevin Coleman's the guy who's the odd man out in the backfield for me. I consider Mostert an RB2. Uh, maybe you can flex Max, Matt Breida, but I'm, I'm eliminating Coleman from all of my lineups. Obviously, you played George Kittle, who made a beast play at the end of that game against New Orleans. And I and against this secondary, uh, Desmond Trufant's banged up. Against this secondary, I love both Emmanuel Sanders and I also love uh, Debo Samuel, who's really been coming on. I love both of those guys as wide receiver twos. Ergo, I love Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a top six quarterback in my rankings. I love this matchup for him at home, coming off a massive game. Garoppolo is really feeling it. I like him, and I like his receivers in this game. I think San Francisco scores a ton of points in this one. As a matter of fact, Ross, they are the second highest totaled team of the week after the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, okay. I'm looking forward to Sunday night football. It's the Buffalo Bills at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe not a great fantasy matchup, but should be a good game. Well, uh, it's going to be a uh, Richard in the soil game, uh, Ross, uh, to borrow a term from from Greg Cosell. Uh, uh, you, you can translate that however you want. This is the lowest lined game I have seen all season. 36 and a half total points. The projected final score with the Steelers opening as two-point favorites is 19.25 for Pittsburgh and 17.25 for Buffalo. That is atrociously low. Um, as you as you alluded to, a bad, bad fantasy game. We'll see about James Conner uh, for, for the Steelers. The Bills had actually struggled on the ground for much of the season. However, then they come out and they shut down the Ravens run game last week. So um, James Conner, I would play as an RB2 if he goes. 
Um, if he doesn't go, I don't trust anybody in this backfield after what happened to Benny Snell last week. Just 41 rushing yards, and he lost a fumble against Arizona. So I don't like don't like the backfield un- unless Connor plays. I sure as hell I'm not playing Duck Hodges in this matchup. At wide receiver, James Washington's going to draw a really tough matchup. I would think he's the guy who gets the Tredavious White treatment, so I don't like him. If Juju plays, I probably don't like uh, Deontay Johnson either. So really the only guys I'd consider from Pittsburgh – are Juju as a low-end wide receiver three, and James Conner as an RB2 if he plays. Otherwise, if Conner and Juju don't play, I am totally fine benching all of your Steelers. That's how much I hate this matchup. Wow. Okay, and on the Bills side? Well, I don't like it much better for them either. Uh, John Brown has run into a brick wall of matchups the last few weeks, and it's really hurt him. Uh, Obviously, against Baltimore, just three for 26 on eight targets. By the way, I don't think Josh Allen played particularly well either, so take that into account. He threw a touchdown pass against Dallas in a pretty good matchup, but had just three of 26 receiving. Against Denver, he scored the touchdown late but had just two of 39 receiving. This is another brutal matchup uh, for John Brown uh, here. Uh, Christian Kirk went off in garbage time last week. I think you have to play John Brown as a wide receiver three, but Joe Hayden and company are playing really, really well, so you have to adjust your expectations and really hope John Brown just gets behind the defense uh, for a touchdown. Cole Beasley, wide receiver four. Don't like the matchup for him. Minka Fitzpatrick roams across the middle. Another reason I don't like Dawson Knox this week. Though really the bill I feel best about, and maybe I shouldn't, is Devin Singletary, the running back, who really got involved in the passing game last week. Saw uh, eight targets last week against Baltimore. Um, I really like him. He's playing up in over 70% of the snaps, but he's the best guy I feel I feel good about as kind of a flex option. Unfortunately for him, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since week nine, and he has just th- uh, four total touchdowns on the season. Uh, I like Singletary, but it's a tough matchup for everyone else, including Josh Allen, who is a low-end quarterback one, high-end quarterback two this week Monday night football it is the Colts and the Saints why don't you start with the Colts Joe uh, uh, the walking wounded here. They are the, they are the AFC's version of Philadelphia. Uh, don't know about T.Y. Hilton. Um, Devin Funches isn't coming off of IR. Paris Campbell talked about him last week. Well, he came off IR. He's back on IR. So he's out for the season. Zach Pascal, uh, unfortunately, is going to get the Marshawn Lattimore treatment because he's been the guy you can count on here uh, the last couple weeks. Seven for 109 against Tennessee. Five for 74 in the touchdown in the good matchup against Tampa last week. But he's a wide receiver three at best because I think he's going to get the treatment from Marshawn Lattimore. Now, maybe you see that um, New Orleans gave up big plays to, to Debo Samuel, and they gave up big plays uh, to uh, Emmanuel Sanders last week. You're like, well, let me take a shot on Marcus Johnson. That is a desperation play. Uh, I'm not trusting that. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett. Um, un- and unfortunately, the Colts here are nine-point underdogs, which suggests this doesn't set up well as a Marlon Mack game. So I consider him a low-end RB2 in a game where the-, the game flow does not set up well for him at all. This is a really bad matchup across the board for the Indianapolis Colts. The guy I feel best about, even though he was a disappointment uh, in week number 14, is Jack Doyle. We saw with George Kittle different player of course but we saw what George Kittle did to the Saints I feel best about Jack Doyle in this matchup for Indianapolis okay and then on the other side with the Saints boy did they look good against the Niners defense it was Jared Cook early Michael Thomas is the new Antonio Brown in terms of consistency it's crazy what do you got in this matchup well the one thing that really frustrated me not that you're sitting him if you've made it this far 
But the New Orleans Saints th- uh, put up, what, 46 points in that game against San Francisco? Drew Brees goes for 349 and five touchdowns. Alvin Kamara accounts for 43 yards from scrimmage. What's going on here, man? He hasn't scored in like 10 weeks. He scored in only one game this year. You have to play him. But unfortunately, I think if you've had Kamara, you might be eliminated at this point unless you've done some badass work on the waiver wire. So he's the guy I'm concerned about. The other thing we have to watch, of course, is Jared Cook. What's his status going to be? He scored two touchdowns last week, but he left with the concussion. Um, Drew Brees, for sure, you're playing in this game. I actually think you could take a shot on Latavius Murray. I like Latavius Murray with the Saints as nine-point favorites at home. You're obviously playing Michael Thomas, but then the question becomes – All right, who else do you play? Jared Cook is hurt. Josh Hill caught two passes for four yards. Are you playing Taysom Hill? Not at quarterback, you're not, unless he has dual positional eligibility in your leagues. Um, Traquan Smith, he caught two passes. Ted Ginn had four for 50. It's really a team that looked phenomenal last week, but they spread things out. So the guys I feel good about are Breeze, Thomas, and Murray. I don't even feel good about Kamara, even though you got to play him. I think the Saints are going to score points in this game. The problem is it's hard to predict where those points are going to come from, and I'm not willing at this stage of my fantasy season to take a shot on a guy like Traquan Smith. I, I just can't do it. Nice work, Joe. Here's the deal now. Take Joe's advice, and before you go anywhere and set your lineups, make sure you know about ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN comes with apps, computers, mobile and digital media players like Fire TV. You can use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. It is the fastest VPN I've tried. Costs less than $7.00 per month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It is a virtual, personal network, especially when you're in airports, hotels. Don't let people hack your stuff. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com feast. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash feast for three months free with a one-year package visit expressvpn.com slash feast to learn more you can also learn more about betting on today's even money podcast and about this patriots investigation from andrew brandt on today's ross tucker football podcast other than that i am stuffed Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.